Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 273 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you are doing well and having a good day. So today's podcast session is all about brain spotting and more specifically about brain spotting for BIPOC communities. My guest today is John Edwards. John is a licensed clinical social worker out in California in the Oakland area. And back in 2019, John went through the brain spotting training and he had an idea which was just based on his experiences and and some of the things of that that he saw and not just in the training but had his life experiences as well John realized that there was really a space there was a need and there was a space that needed to be created to bring brain spotting for BIPOC communities and so John looked around and realized that there was uh, no one doing this, and he decided to take it up on himself. And today's podcast session is about this journey of creating a training from the ground up. We are going to cover a number of things. First of all, how John became interested in brain spotting, some of the the hard experiences that John had that made him realize, you know what, there's such a need for this. And for all of us know that when you launch something new into the world, especially something that has the potential to impact and bring with it both positive as well as critic uh, positive energy as well as criticism, there needs to be intentional focus, right? And John is going to share some of the th- ways that he maintains that focus, especially as he has built this training out. Before we get to today's podcast session, just wanted to uh, share some pretty big news. I'm actually working on my second online course. It's going to be a course that's dedicated to helping you create and launch a successful online course. I know it's super meta, but I actually want to do this with a lot of intention and care. And so one of the things that I was just thinking about is instead of just, you know, going into my lab and creating this online course, I actually thought it would be fun to do it live. And so I'm going to be working with a very limited amount of folks who might want to actually create an online course. So if you're listening and you're like, man, I've been wanting to create an online course for a really long time, we'll actually work together over the course of several weeks. We'll create a blueprint and a framework for you to get your course out into the world. I'm going to be sharing a lot of the lessons and things that I've learned from selling my first online course for $297 
and then slowly growing it here into now over $200,000 in revenue, which is a little bit mind-blowing. And But yeah, I've, I've learned a ton and uh, mainly about a bunch of stuff of not to do. But if that's something that you're interested in, I also put together an A to Z online course guide that will guide you as well. And you can download that at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And if you're on that list, I'll definitely email when the live version of this is, is going through. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. So here is my conversation with John Edwards from westcoastpsychotherapy.com. Hey, John, welcome to Selling the Couch. Hey, Melvin, thank you very much. Excited to be here. I'm actually a little bit embarrassed for this interview. Not you, but because we've known each other for so long, and I can't believe I, I have not had you on the podcast, but I'm grateful we're making it happen. Yes, it happens when it's supposed to happen. Good way of looking at things and podcast interviews and life in general. So. <laughs> yes. You've been really busy and you... Uh, First, with a private practice that you know has, I know, slowly grew and then quickly grew, and then you had a wonderful idea, and because there was a wonderful need, except that the idea also happened right around when a pandemic started. So <laughs> it was so many things that you had to learn, figure out, and what I'm just, I'm grateful for your courage to to hear your calling and not just like think about it abstractly, but actually respond to it and do something. But two, I'm just grateful that, you know, for our friendship and just your willingness to always be open and honest about this journey. Yeah, thanks. I would say it, I started the, when I first started this project, which the idea first came to me, I think in March of 2019. Mm-hmm. I was at a brain spotting training and there were probably like 120 people in this training. And I was the only black man there. Wow. And in person, in person training. Yes. Right? Like, yes. In person training. This was March of 2019. This yeah, was yeah. pre pandemic. And there was a black woman there and then she left like after the first day, I'm like, where is she? I can't find her. So she left. Oh. And there were, I think maybe two Asian folks there. And one Latino person. So we had, let's, let's up it to go. We had 10 people of color at this 120 person training. And, and that's where the idea birthed because people started talking about hypervigilance in people of color. And they were, you know, basically talking about trying to get people of color not to be hypervigilant. And I was like, it doesn't work that way. And they're like, what? I'm like, and then I just decided, you know what? I've had enough. I'm like, because you folks are racist. That's why it doesn't work that way. And people were like shocked. What? I'm like, as a black man, as people of color, we can't tell who is racist or not. 
And so we have to be, it's a hypervigilance because you never know when something could go horribly wrong. And I said, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about, you know, people who are burning crosses or, you know, saying slavery didn't exist and that, you know, that kind of nonsense. I'm like, I'm talking about people who say things like, oh, you're a doctor. Where did you get your degree? Was it accredited? Mm-hmm. Oh, where did you do your internship? Was it AP accredited? Oh, it wasn't. Oh, too bad. Or it's more the subtle. Kind yeah, of thing. these 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 micro micro mm-hmm. and some people would call them macroaggressions. And I talked about my experiences specifically at brain spotting trainings and at other trainings. I had a very one other training at a very very famous trainer of a very famous modality because mm-hmm. I've really. It's a podcast, so people can't see. I have really long dreadlocks all the way down to my waist. This particular person came up behind me and started playing with my hair. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. This is wonderful. And I'm thinking, I'm not a dog. And even if I was a dog, you'd have to ask the owner if you could pet their dog. You don't just go up and start petting, you know. So that was the birth of the idea and I just said to David Grant, who was actually doing the training because it was a brain spotting masterclass. I said, what we need is a training just for BIPOC folk. Because I said, like, learning is stressful enough. And learning with these additional things is doubly stressful. You know, I think he sort of, you know, I don't think he doubted me, but I think he was like, well, sure, you know, we'll see what happens. I was like, nope. He's like, well, if you want to make it happen, we can do it. I'm like, those are the words I wanted to hear. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. And that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning of it. I wanted to take us back to something you said earlier. So you said there were like 120 people at this training and you noticed there were 10 persons of color, right? Yes. On one hand, you could be like, well, clearly people of color do not need this training because there's only 10 of them out of this 120, right? There's a... But you actually said you saw a need there, right? Yes. Well, it, you know, it was, it came out of my own experience mm. that, you know, touching my hair, which has happened on multiple occasions. You know, you can't touch my hair. Like, I don't know you. Like, I don't, you know, mm. imagine me going up to a blonde woman with long hair and be like, oh, your hair is so beautiful. I'd be in jail in like two seconds. Um, so... And one of my very dear friends went to an EFT training. This was in New York City. So it's not like, you know, nowhere, Kansas or something like this was in New York City at a hotel in New York City. And my friend who is black was a PhD from a prestigious school, walked up to the registration table and the people behind who are, you know, you volunteer and you get like a whatever, you know, discount or whatever it is, or you're part of the assistants that are helping the trainers. And the people behind the registration table looked up at her and in unison almost said, oh, we need toilet paper and the trash is overflowing in this room because, you know, this Black woman could not possibly be coming to an EFT training. I instantaneously canceled my EFT training, like instantaneously. I went and went and I canceled. So it's these kinds of experiences that that led me to go i just we just need bipoc folks so we don't to be quite frank we don't have to deal with whiteness in in the space and and that's where it started and when it started it was first called clinicians of color training uh now changed the name to bipoc brain spotting training 
And, uh, you know, the name is the name. Some people don't like the name. Some people like the name. You know, I'm like, well, all of these social contracts are made up anyway. So I'm just trying to find the best, <laughs> the best one yeah. that's representative of what's uh, the focus of the training. Right. Yeah. Something that sort of captures the essence of it, right? That's clear and communicates and uh, communicates intent and who it's for and who it's not for. Tell us about the first training that you did and the biggest mistake you made in that first one. Yeah, the first the first training occurred in December 2019. So again, pre-pandemic at, ooh, I'd like to give a shout out to the name of the hotel because they were really great. It's the Holiday Inn Atlanta Airport South. Mm. I hope I got that correct. But uh, the folks there were, were great. And I had done a couple of, planned a couple of conferences before. So I was familiar. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk between myself and David Grand, who is the founder and developer of Brainspotting, and a senior brain spotter named uh, Cynthia Schwartzberg, who is in Atlanta and is the head of the Southeast Brainspotting Institute. So David really didn't know me. And so, but he knew Cynthia because they, you know, worked forever together. And so sort of three of us, we just, we talked, we had a lot of bumps in the road, but we talked and I was like, this is happening. This is happening. And then uh, as we went through, I just started to get ideas, ideas just started flowing. And I talked about, I thought about uh, costs. And so the brain spotting trainings are priced a little bit lower than, than the non-BIPOC brain spotting trainings. And then I had grand ideas. So one of those grand ideas was to get sponsors and stuff like that. And we didn't get there. So I don't know if I necessarily want to call that a mistake, but it was probably probably premature because it was a short amount of time. And I had two people. I had a finance committee with uh, Carla Amanda Brown and... Dr. Ajeta Robinson, who were helping me on the finance committee. And we had this. I actually, I just looked at the document the other day. We had like a funding source who we were going to fund, who we're going to ask for funding and stuff like that. But you know what? It worked out. We just continued on. And then um, David came and did the training in Atlanta. And I would say that, I guess I would frame the question more in terms of you got to have, you got to got patience. And you have to be focused. So those are the two things that I think are best geared towards success. So if you're not focused and if you don't have patience in terms of where you're going and what you want, right? So like Dan Siegel says, where your attention goes, neuronal activity flows, neuronal connection grows. So I was focused. I was very focused. You know, and I had a lot of people helping me look for places and stuff like that. And I just found this hotel and we did a... We did a, a contract and then I just kind of put the word out there. Hey, we're having a brain spotting training, clinicians of color brain spotting training. And I, I think I had, actually, I think I did put the message up and sell in the couch and a Facebook group and a couple other, couple other uh, Facebook groups. And, and so when we do brain spotting training, we usually have facilitators that come that help the participants to do the brain spotting setups in the optimal way. And, and I thought, well, how am I going to do that? Because it's a BIPOC only training. I don't know how many BIPOC folks are trained in brain spotting. 
and try to get so you know sort of a rough ratio. And I'm like, well, I don't really besides David and Cynthia, so I kind of really want white people there. It's going to change the dynamic. And we had people just you know the few people. And when I say few, it's not like if it was two, but the it wasn't a large number. But BIPOC folks just kind of came out of the woodwork, and a lot of them had actually only completed brain spotting phase one. And so normally when we're facilitating, you've had to have completed, you know, you have to have some experience before you can come facilitate. But uh, those folks were amazing. They came and they helped to facilitate. And it was amazing. Even David was impressed. He was like, I'm really impressed with the folks there. But one of the reasons is because they're really committed to brain spotting because it's such an incredibly powerful modality. And the reason why I did it is because I, I had my first brain spotting training. I had such a powerful healing experience. I was like, oh, I got to spread this. Well, I mean, I, and I think like when you have like a positive first experience of anything, right? Like you naturally, I think it's very easy to become like a natural ambassador for it, right? Because you can say like, this is what my experience has been, you know? You said a lot of really good stuff here and I wanted to, like I was trying to figure out how to even think through some of this. So I think one thing that that really stuck out to me was you had a, these like big dreams for what this training was going to look like, right? But at the same time, and you didn't use this exact word, but this is maybe my word and correct me if it's like the wrong word, but I think you had the humility to realize, you know what, like this is the first time I'm doing this and this is not like the finished product, right? And so let me just sort of, let me hold my vision loosely, but let me at least have the courage to put this out there. And there's probably going to be things that mess up and we'll learn. But the most important thing is that we at least do this in some version, right? Because there's such a need. Yes. One of the things is is that I didn't, I knew there was a need, Hmm. but I actually didn't, it wasn't an experiential knowing. It was Mm -hmm. purely a cognitive, intellectual knowing that there was a need. So when the training actually happened, I mean, at the end of the training, it also happened to be my birthday. (laughs) And so at the end of the training, they got a cake and they sang happy birthday to me. And it was, you know, so it it became this this very personal experience as well, um, where, you know, we had... I think a total of 80 people there. And these people didn't know me from, you know, Adam or Eve. Like they, you know, a couple like David, I've been talking to, Cynthia had been talking to for like since March. There were a couple other people because as you know, I used to chat a lot and sell on the couch and some other, some other Facebook things. So they sort of knew me from there, but the vast majority of people had no idea who I was and the type of person I was, for, you know, saying and so it was it was quite humbling that people for me took that risk um to pay for a hotel buy a plane ticket and pay for a training you know which was you know depending on where you flew from and stuff was between 500 to a thousand dollars to show up for a training and the training was amazing i mean on my website there are videos of folks talking at the end of the training you could hear all the humming in the background and people are just talking about their experience i did some videos with folks just asking them what was it like and i guess the thing that i learned 
that, again, became more experiential. And the thing that other people learned and continue to learn when people come to the trainings, the, the BIPOC brain spotting trainings, people say, I didn't realize that I needed this space. And people say, I realize I'm here, I'm in this BIPOC training, and I'm realizing how different I am when I'm in a non-BIPOC training, how on guard I am. You know, there's the vigilance and even hypervigilance in non-BIPOC trainings. And so that's perhaps the, the biggest surprise to me is just sort of how people, I mean, I have, well, this is a podcast, but you can... You see those three planes on the background there? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a thank you gift. That's a thank you gift from so um, cool. someone that attended the training. I get emails, I get postcards, you know, it's a little more I, I I feel like I should respond to everyone and I try to, but then I, I'm still behind responding to people, just thanking them for thanking me. Mm. And uh, so if you listen to this, thank you. I'm gonna get to you uh, someday. I mean, I think what you were saying was just uh gratitude you know to be able to like do this right and coming from that place of like putting something out there and yeah seeing that there was such a, a need you know and there there was differences between a BIPOC versus a non-BIPOC oriented training um, I wanted to ask you a really random question from something you said earlier so you booked the hotel you had to put down deposit for the hotel but did, at that point did you know like that X amount of people had signed up? Like, did you know that there was actually going to be income coming in? I had no idea. I, you know, I, I don't say this, oh, well, I'm on a podcast so people will know. <laughs> so, but I actually, I actually footed the bill in the beginning because I felt it was this important. I gauged how many people would come and how many rooms you would need and all the stuff that hotels make you, you know, do you got to, x block and all of this kind of stuff and we had more than that wow we had we had more than that in fact we had so much more than that that the hotel was like so would you like to come back next year wow (laughs) (laughs) we will work with your group anytime you know it was i remember this is one random thought that pops in i remember i was in the elevator and this couple was there and uh the I think the wife had some kind of phobia going on because she was touching the elevator with tissues, the elevator button with tissues and stuff. And I just said to her, I said, you know, you're staying where there's a whole bunch of therapists right now. And she looked at me and the husband laughed. He said, this is like the third time we've heard that. <laughs> I said, you can go get some brain spotting about this. I don't know what's going on here, but yeah. So I had, I, it was all, again, focus concentration they're really i was just really focused and i'm like this is what's happening this is what's going on and you know again not that the the training went off without a hitch we had you know a couple of issues had some disagreements so i don't want folks to think that because it was a bipoc training that it was all perfect and everything was great um but there is certainly a difference in the way things are handled and so I remember 
uh, during we do demonstrations of the brain spotting setup, and then you go practice. And during one of the demonstrations, the person that was demonstrating had a particular reaction. And everybody, all the participants had reactions to the person that was being the demo's reaction. But then we were able to talk about it. And people talked about how it felt so different to not have to worry about what will white people think about what's happening. People also shared, oh, I realize just sort of how programmed I am to respond to other BIPOC people based on sort of, you know, white supremacy and, and racism, that I'm programmed to respond in a, in a particular way when those elements are overtly present, just in terms of general whiteness, not specific white people, just general whiteness. And then they're going, oh, well, that's not this group. I can actually, I can actually say and behave in the way that's authentic to me and not have to explain it and not have to, you know, not have it devalued and, you know, and those, those kinds of things. And those are the experiences that when people share that publicly or they write me an email or they pull me aside, well, that was just that one training or they pull me aside and they say this stuff, I have no words. I'm usually overcome with tears. And a couple of people would say, don't make John cry. <laughs> So, <laughs> thing now, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing now. Don't make John cry. I like. I'm just. I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude and appreciation. And you know, people are learning brain spotting, which is an mm-hmm. amazing modality. They experience it. Well, all the trainings are online now. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. Just from this conversation and just knowing you, I think one of the things that I have most appreciated about you is one, you're you, you know, you're not filtered, you're not like filtered, right? Like <laughs> you just, you're yourself, right? But two, I think, I know I've shared this privately with you, but I wanted to share it publicly. I'm just so proud and like happy and just, I, I don't even have words, like the courage and the boldness to do something like this and to put it out into the world, especially knowing there is a need. But I think more than that, realizing like you could be that person that carries that baton forward. Right. And I think that's just such a, I'm really grateful that you chose to do it. You know, I know that it hasn't been easy. I know we've talked privately and about some of the challenges that have come up, but just the, you know, just the courage and boldness to do it. I wanted to ask you like a final question. If you know, I know that many of us have plans to do trainings, especially for like other, you know, healthcare professionals, what would be like the number one tip that you would give someone who hears this episode and, you know, they just want to get started on whatever training they're thinking about? I think you got to be clear about why you're doing the training. Mm. And I think, I think, you know, and, and I hear that often and people usually say that, But I guess I want to add, you know, you have to feel it in your bones. Mm. You have to feel your purpose in your bones. And I think often one of the reasons why people sort of, it becomes complicated, so to speak, is because it's not not in their bones. It's an intellectual process. It's a process, you know, it's a process. Their coach says, you know, go through these four steps and you really got to feel it in your bones. And so, because what that will do is it will continue to keep you focused. So when all of those bumps, when white people were emailing me, telling me you're doing reverse racism, which I have no idea what that is. 
or you're just causing the world to be more split and all of these kinds of things. I knew that this is what I was doing. I knew I was creating, one of my clients taught me this, counter space environment versus safe space. I knew I was, my goal was to create a counter space environment to have brain spotting training done. So there was rumors that, you know, the training wasn't going to be a real brain spotting training. It was going to be a diversity training with brain spotting. I'm like, no, this is a brain spotting training. It's just a different environment. And so I was very clear about that. And I think that's the number one thing folks need to be. They need to be very clear about your purpose for doing whatever it is that you're doing. And then I would add, be willing, you know, be willing to, you know, fall down. You get up, you brush yourself off and you, but you refocus. If you fall down and you get up and you're like turning around and blah, blah, blah. If you focus, once you, your eyes will lock on again to exactly what it is that you're doing. And then you continue. If you're not focused, you fall down, you're disoriented. You don't know, you know, you can't, you know, then you start going off in a different direction uh, because there's, there's no focus. Yeah. Well said, John. Uh, I'm just really grateful for you. Where can we learn more about the brain spotting training and where can we learn more about the good work that you're doing in the world? Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.westcoastpsychotherapy.com. So westcoastpsychotherapy.com. And uh, then there's a brain spotting tab and it's not as smooth as I would like it to be, but there's a brain spotting tab and then it has pictures and a couple of videos and YouTube links from the first training. And then it has information about the actual trainings that are happening right now, which is only one in a couple of weeks. And then there's going to be a brain spotting training, a phase one training, a BIPOC phase one training um, on April 14, 15, and 16. Hmm. It's like right after tax day. So maybe it's 15, 16, and 17. I'm sorry, I'm saying the incorrect dates. I should know what the actual dates are. Well, I'm sure but those are, those are on my website, yes. It's yeah. 16, 17, and 18. Perfect. April 16, 17, and 18, BIPOC phase one training. And if you're not uh, a BIPOC person and you're listening to this, you can go to brainspotting.com. And that's the main brain spotting website. And you can find uh, non-BIPOC trainings that are happening, you know, several of them that are happening. There, everything right now remains online on Zoom. And it actually, it's amazing how energy works because it still actually works pretty well it is online. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. John, thank you for this. And uh, thank you. I'm grateful for our time together. Thanks for having me. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with John. And especially if you have been interested in doing a brain spotting training, and if you are a BIPOC individual that is listening to today's podcast session, I hope that today's session just gives you a new opportunity to get some of that training as well. And if you're listening and have been curious about how to set up a training, I hope that today's podcast session gives you just a new spirit and a new motivation and just a new renewal spirit to be able to to set that up and to get it going. John mentioned a number of resources and you can actually find that in the description of today's podcast session. And the easiest way to pull up that description is just to go to 
the actual episode if you're on your phone and then pull up the info and there's all sorts of information right there. You can also find it on the Selling the Couch blog under the podcast tab over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasts. As John mentioned, um, his website is over at westcoastpsychotherapy.com. And I know that this episode is getting published after the uh, April training that John mentioned, but he has a number of trainings that are coming up. And again, you can find all of those on that website. As I was thinking about this episode, one of the things I was just thinking a lot about is uh, just the courage, you know, that it takes for all of us to truly pursue the thing that we feel like we were put on this world, this uh, earth for, you know, it's such a scary thing. And I think sometimes, you know, at least for me, one of the hardest things sometimes, not always, but has always been actually colleagues that have maybe said like negative things or said, you know, hey, that's not going to work, especially, you know, if it's a colleague that you respect. And so I hope that today's podcast session, I think more than anything, for me, I think I took away that a couple of things. One is ultimately all of us should pursue a calling and a purpose that is meaningful for us. And then two, I think surrounding ourselves with people that genuinely love and care about you, but that will also guide you back if you, if they feel like you're, you know, going down a potential path that could, you know, be hurtful or or do more harm. As we wrap up uh, again, I just wanted to encourage you, if you are thinking about creating an online course, be sure to download the A to Z online course guide. That's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.